You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm coming to you via the fabulous internet because, well, the state of California is in total lockdown due to this virus. But I did manage to get to the health food store to stock up on some supplies yesterday. And while I was there looking for a particular product, all of a sudden this guy came up and sneezed on me. Well, I turned and went into the next aisle, but I was so mad. Actually, I was furious. The first day I escaped the house in over 10 days, and I go to the health food store, and I get hit with the sneeze. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Normally, I wouldn't care, but after all this fuss about the virus, well, I kind of went nuts mentally. Now, I didn't say anything to anyone, but as soon as I got home, I took off my sweater and I threw it in the washer. Then I went to take a hot shower and literally scrubbed my body down. Then I washed all my clothes I was wearing and I went and I took more vitamin C plus oregano oil, which works really well with viruses. Okay, so then I had to calm myself down. This was a perfect opportunity for me to practice what I preach and use this as my own personal lesson regarding the law of attraction. Why did I get so upset? Well, it's fear, plain and simple. The whole world is consumed with this fear, and I fell into the collective consciousness trap. But here's the thing. I'm the only person that can control my thoughts. That's the only thing in the world I have control over, is how I think. Well, I had to pull back and say, wait a minute, what in the heck am I doing to myself? The biggest trigger I know to become physically sick is your stress level. You know, not everyone that has come into contact with the coronavirus actually gets it. And I've been building up my immune system for quite a while now. So I just need to change my thoughts, which actually felt pretty horrible. And I had to realize that it's time to put my 14 years of Law of Attraction experience to work and direct it to me. Okay, first, I don't know if this person had anything. So I knew I was becoming a bit irrational. There was nothing else I could do about it. It happened. And I had to decide that I am not going to stress out about it. Who would have thought that this would happen to me, considering I know how powerful the human mind is? Since I don't have control over someone else, I can take control of my own emotions and my own mental outlook. It's up to me to stay focused on my own mind, body, and soul. 
the one thing I know that if I don't watch what I think, then I'm going to go down that rabbit hole that I prefer to stay completely out of. So with that, on with tonight's show because I've got Evelyn Brooks with me today and she is absolutely delightful. She wrote the book, You Were Born to Triumph, Activate Your Magnificence. Now, this is exactly what I'm talking about here. This is actually the third edition of the book, and I think you're really going to get some very powerful law of attraction advice here, especially from those who feel like the law of attraction isn't working for them, which it is 24-7. But we have to raise our vibration up to reach the level in order to attract what we want. So, please stay tuned because Evelyn is going to give some free information that you are going to love. You're just going to have to remember her book, You Were Born to Triumph, Activate Your Magnificence. This is a book you want to read. So, stay tuned and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. Well, welcome, Evelyn Brooks, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Thank you so much for being with me today. Well, thank you for asking me. It's a real pleasure to be here. Well, I just love it. Uh, so you're living in Manhattan, New York. Right. And, and we're communicating from coast to coast. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I know. Isn't it amazing what modern communication can do? We're going to be talking about that today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I especially want to uh, talk to you about your book, You Were Born to Triumph, which is a wonderful title because, by golly, people don't realize that we really are here to succeed. I know. So many of us kind of grew up with the idea that we're these lowly worms that, you know, you should just be satisfied with whatever you can get. You shouldn't reach too high because you're no good anyway. And we walk around with this internal message that we're not worth it. And at, at the same time, we're told dream big. So what do you do with all that conflict? <laughs> yeah, what do you do with it? So we're going to um, talk about this book and you really express it like it's a metaphysical cookbook. Now, why did you choose the cooking analogy for discussing my favorite topic, which is the law of attraction? Right, exactly. Because I felt that there were so many books and seminars and webinars all about the law of attraction that I know that people that I would talk to would say, well, that law of attraction stuff doesn't work. I tried it and it didn't work, so why bother? And thinking, well, wait a minute, it works all the time. It's just that you got what you were in harmony with. And there isn't really an easy way to explain that to someone if you're just, you know, passing in conversation during a meeting or something like that. And so what is something that all of us understand? All of us understand about menus. We understand picking what we want to eat. 
and we think about food a lot. And it doesn't usually have a lot of stress involved with it. When we're thinking about something, unless it's a holiday meal where we stress ourselves out, we do it to ourselves, we go, oh my gosh, it's got to be perfect. Everyone will criticize me if it's not perfection, you know. But instead, usually we're feeling pretty relaxed. If we meet people for dinner, if we have people over, we envision it, we have fun planning it, we have fun shopping for it. Even if we're a little stressed because of time that we might have to, you know, hurry through the store and grab things. But usually we're envisioning, we're doing a whole lot of law of attraction work automatically. And I thought if I could take that analogy and apply it to the deliberate times that you want to manifest something that you feel like you can't have, that maybe it would make it easier to make that shift into being an expert as a law of attraction instead of being someone who fumbles around with it and says, this doesn't work. Right, right, right. And they, like you said, they don't realize that they are just using it. It's working for them, but it's simply matching their vibration. So they need to up their game. A little bit. Right, exactly. You know, because once we can make that, I was thinking that happens to people when they're changing jobs as well. Often you might be, say you're an expert at the insurance company and you're now going and you're going to get a job and it's not the insurance company, but you've got certain skills that are going to translate to your new job. And everybody that you're interviewing with understand that. that just because you haven't worked in marketing before at this new company, you have skills already at a similar company. And so you translate that over. And we can understand examples like that. But then when it comes to talking about the laws of the mind, people's eyes kind of glaze over sometimes. They go, yeah, you know, I tried that. And it just didn't work. I tried that. And it's like somebody's like, you know, I tried that law of gravity. <laughs> and that law of gravity, you know, oh, I just didn't like it. You know, my face broke. And, um, you know, when I held it out in the air and said, hey, stay there for a minute while I gather these other flowers. And the vase broke. And so a lot of times the whole idea of the laws of the mind just throws people off because, first of all, it sounds just too kind of fanciful. You know, it sounds like people are making it up. They say, where's the science behind it? And if you try and explain anything about the science, they don't want to hear it really. And often we don't necessarily have specific scientific examples at hand. We're just saying, well, I know it works for me because when I'm, living life, it's always working. It's what I've got in front of me. I attracted that, that relationship with that person. I attracted it, whether it's a good relationship or a bad relationship. I'm responsible. This is my life experience. And I brought in all these things to me. Well, you know, there is a lot of science that backs it up and it's all over YouTube. And people ever have a question of how the science applies to the law of attraction they simply have to reach out and grab it because there's documentaries there's there's everything that you can imagine to back up the scientific information that prove the law of attraction is real it works on a 24 7 basis even while you're dreaming because you can manifest what you're dreaming about in your dreams it's so incredible but people don't realize how powerful they are. That's the real kicker. And I think that's, that, that's what you're trying to bring out is you are powerful. What are you doing? Right, exactly. Because we look at the results we have. We say, well, no, I wouldn't have manifested that. So that must mean, you know, the rationale goes, since I wouldn't have deliberately invited that relationship into my life, I mean, it was horrible. Then that must mean the law of attraction is bunk. 
because <laughs> you're saying it works all the time. Well, I wouldn't have attracted that. And so it's, it's like a circular logic that you go, okay, I can kind of see where you're coming from because I've been there myself. You know, we all have, before we really got into studying this, we all thought there was a thing called good luck and bad luck. We all thought that it was random. Whatever happened to you, there's no real reason for it. I was just reading a book uh, last night that all of a sudden one of the characters in the book is saying, you know, I understand there's not, there's not a good reason for everything. Things just happen in life. I'm like, no, that's not actually <laughs> true. But we all grew up believing that. Right, right. That it's just random. I was taught, you know, you just have to do the best with what you're given. You know, you have to play the cards that were dealt you. We all have our cross to bear. You know, we have all these, you know, thousands of years of human sayings around our ability to create what we want. And most of it is basically, you can't do it, so forget it. Yeah. If anything good happens, that was good luck for you that day, but don't expect it to happen again. You're not going to be able to repeat. But, but it's true, you know. Even with the law of attraction, we're not in a happy place all the time. I'm not. Right. I get frustrated. I get stressed. Gosh knows. I mean, especially right now with this miracle of April coming up, I, I am getting stressed. But at the same time, I've got to realize if I don't control that, my vibration is going to be attracting more stress to me. And it's really not what I want. So you have to really monitor yourself. As to what you're feeling, as to what you're putting out, right? Right, exactly. And that's the thing that when people don't understand that it's the law of attraction, they think it's just random. Oh, well, now see, no wonder I'm having such a bad day. They don't relate it to the fact that they were stressed about something and they allow that stress to mushroom or to snowball. And then they end up having a bad week and they don't see the connection because that's what we weren't taught. You know, and I was thinking just the other day, I heard someone uh, was passing me on the street. She was talking on the phone to someone, apparently about a client. She was going on and on. She says, I know I'm just never going to be able to sign this client. She's been difficult from day one. I might as well just forget this whole deal. It's not going to happen. So there goes my commission. And as, I'm, as she's passed me, I'm thinking, oh, man, you were sabotaging your dream. <laughs> you know, I wish I could stop and give you a little lesson on the sidewalk of what you've just done to yourself. And so when I got home, I, I thought, okay, I knew this interview was coming up with you. And I thought, this isn't in my book, but I reached into a jar of coins and I pulled out a quarter and I found a quarter that had a year that was meaningful to me. And I took out some red nail polish. This is going to be backwards probably, but I put a B for beautiful and blessing and all the good things we do to our dreams. And then what she was doing, I put a C on the other side. She was cursing it. She was condemning it. She was criticizing her own self and her own ability to manifest what she wants. And so I started thinking, what if when we were born, we had that already? You know, like we had some little device on us that when we, all that self-chat in our mind, when we're saying, oh, I'll never do that, or, oh, yay for me, I can do this, I can do this, that we would get a little buzz, you know, either a shock that would feel bad and would remind us that we're, you know, we're criticizing ourselves too much or we're condemning our dreams. And then we would get like a pleasant feeling if we're blessing our dream. And I, well, wait a minute, that's the law of attraction. It's our emotions. We already have this built in. We don't need to have a buzzer installed in our wrist. We were born with it. But the thing is, we were taught from such an early age to disconnect, yes. to not believe it. I can't, you know, we, we couldn't even begin to count the number of times all of us had this experience of saying, but mommy, I'm not cold. No, put on your coat. It's cold outside. 
<laughs> you know, and, and we learn, no, I don't want anything more to eat. I'm full. And we go, no, finish your dinner. And we're like, so we learn real quickly, don't listen to that inner gauge of, I've had enough to eat or my temperature. I don't need a coat right now. I'll take it with me, but don't make me wear it. And so we learn so early to not listen and also to not support our own dreams. And one of the things that I tried to accomplish in the book with the menu idea was allow yourself to have fun with the law of attraction. Mm. It doesn't have to be something that's dry, that's hard to remember. It's what we all do naturally anyway. Let's just, like you were saying a moment, let's up our game. Let's start focusing on what we want instead of randomly accepting what comes to us and then trying to fix that. I think that often what happens is law of attraction brings us a job that was in line with the vibration we had at that time when we were hunting for a job or when we were trying to attract it to us. And we accepted it because we needed the job. It's not quite what we wanted. It doesn't really use our skills to their best, to our best ability, but it's okay. And we've got that paycheck. Yeah. You know, and so it filled the need. And so we ended up staying and then we feel like, well, maybe there's something I could do to make it a little better. Maybe, oh, I don't know what to do. But with law of attraction, then you say, okay, I could actually focus on that and either attract unto myself a better job that will magically appear or ways to improve the job I already have. Let's attract something that makes this more fulfilling for me and also brings my gifts to this company. Maybe it's even your own business that you feel like, I kind of got myself in, in a corner here with what I thought I was going to be doing for clients. And you really are wanting to do something else with this business that you started for yourself. Because a lot of people have online businesses. They start off with one idea and they say, actually, what I really want to be doing is something a little different. And maybe it's a whole different shift entirely. Like maybe you thought you were going to be coaching people on, you know, their hair and makeup. And they decide, you know, actually, I want to teach people how to train their dogs. <laughs> so how, do I, you know, how do I shift? Well, you're still wanting to teach. So it's still just amplifying your desire to be teaching something to people that will make their life more fun, more beautiful, that will help people in some way. And so when we have more fun with it, it's like if you were planning a party menu, you might say, oh, I think I'm going to go with a Southwest theme. And then you say, no, 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 I think I'm going to go with a, a barbecue. No, I'm going to do a whole you know, fruit salad thing. And you have so many choices and you don't hang yourself in by saying, well, it's a party and I have this party menu I've used for the last 10 years. I mean, maybe some people do that, but I think most people think I want to mix it up a little bit. Mm. I'm going to do something a little more fun with it. Or maybe I'm going to have a more formal event where it's a sit down dinner instead of just everybody grab your food at the buffet and wander around. Maybe it's a backyard party this time. Maybe it's indoor. Um, and so I thought with, with food, we give ourselves so much more freedom. Mm. We're willing to try new things also because we go, well, I can always have a taste. And if I don't like it, I won't order it again. Or I'll take it home and give it to my roommate or my husband or my whatever, you know, or give it to the dog if you really didn't like it. But we don't, we don't fence ourselves in as much as we do with our big dreams. I think when we have our idea of our big dreams or our vision board, like if it's, if people have been studying the law of attraction for a while, they probably already have like their vision board, maybe even their meditations. They might have their sacred space where they meditate. And yet we still, we tend to fence ourselves in by what we think we can achieve easily. 
And yeah. we get a little, yeah, you know, we get kind of scared of the bigger dreams. And I was thinking about that um, the other day, even we even call them our big dream or my big manifestation isn't here yet. And I thought, what if we stop calling it big? What if we stop scaring ourselves by calling it, oh, my huge dream is to, you know, move to Europe or my, my big thing is that I want to do such and such, go on this vacation. And instead just say my next or yeah. the one I'm, the one I'm envisioning now is, and take away some of those adjectives that actually scare our inner belief system, our paradigm, which wants to keep us safe. And so whenever we come up against something that we're now labeling as my big dream, my big romance, my huge thing that I'll be thrilled when I get it, and we add on top of it all these big, exciting words, and excitement, when we think about it, just that sense of excitement, it's kind of scary inside. The vibration that excitement sets up, it usually gets you a little kind of team that feels a little fearful because your body isn't sure where you're going. So your body's already preparing you with some extra adrenaline. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, and so as we know, the adrenaline is really our stress hormone right. to help us deal with, do I need to run from that saber-toothed tiger or do I need to be able to stand and fight? And as we all know, you know, we overdo our stress hormone because so much of our stress is just mental. You know. So if we if we change the label of how to manifest and really bring it down to writing a recipe, right? That would maybe bring down the the fear of it because yeah. you're creating a recipe that you are going to love to eat, that you're going to love to consume. So that way it's not, it's taking the pressure off exactly. the words, the words we use the the manifestations, um, the metaphysical words sometimes put us off into being unbelievable. Right. So we need exactly. to bring it back down to reality, like what you did with the cooking analogy. So we're bringing it back to the norms of what we can accept. Exactly, because I think that's where some of the fear comes in from people to think, but what if I try this law of attraction stuff and I don't do it right? Everybody's going to laugh at me. Um, I'm going to feel like a fool. I'm going to feel like an idiot. And we start building up this whole conversation in our head of, oh, well, why bother? And continue on the way we were going, which was still the law of attraction, but we didn't know it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so we didn't understand it. And so I thought if we can get into more ways to make it seem like you say more natural to us more friendly more daily yeah and not this one-of-a-kind thing of like well my vision board is this new house that i want and it always uh it seems like it's sometimes like a big leap it's not like the next natural progression for you like someone who is um a production assistant at a film studio and they say oh i'm going to be an oscar-winning producer and yet they feel so fearful at the idea of the, the huge leap that would be for them. Right now, they're an assistant. They're yeah. running for coffee. They're handling some paperwork. They're printing copies of scripts. They haven't produced anything. They don't have any experience with it. So that putting that on the vision board as if that's the next step can be so scary 
that they never go through with it. And they say, well, I might as well just settle for whatever, you know, whatever comes up. And so some other job appears and it's taking them further away from that idea. Maybe an editing job appears and they go for that. And then they don't feel satisfied. But instead, if they did kind of not like leapfrog, but of doing things incrementally. And I think that that can sort of a lot of that fear and terror well, like, and that's what it is, is fear. And and uh, I was just talking to Joe Vitale. He stated that it's our limiting beliefs that don't exactly. create to create in 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 big proportions. It's our limiting beliefs. We don't feel that we're good enough for what we want. That's exactly. what, that's that's what we've got to concentrate on. Is how do yes. we going to get? How are we going to manifest getting rid of all of our limiting beliefs? Right, and I was thinking about that as well because if you were in your kitchen, and here we are, we're cooking this wonderful meal that we've already decided and we've got the ingredients for it. If your spice rack has all kinds of spices that you don't even particularly like, but someone gave you this gift of a complete spice rack, and you still you use your favorites. You don't even pay attention to the other ones in there. Let's say you don't particularly like sage, but it's in the rack. You just don't have to pay attention to it. <laughs> and so my feeling with, with things that we don't like about our past, if we spend too much time trying to figure out what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong in that relationship? What did I do wrong at that job? Why did I you know, do this to my health? How come I have these problems in my life? If we spend our time looking back over our shoulder all the time, it's like if you were looking back at the leftovers in the kitchen sink of, you know, the pot with some food still in it and the plates with some food still attached and try to figure out, huh, what was it that I made that, why is there some left in the pot? Why didn't everybody eat this portion that I served? And it's like examining the wrong thing. Instead, let's turn our attention to what we're making today. What are we going to create today that will be lovely and that will, in the creation of it, resolve and heal those old times that weren't so good that we can heal? It's like kind of like healing an ulcer, that you can kind of heal it without knowing all the reasons that it was caused. Yeah. Okay. So we're not supposed to go back and look at what happened. We have just, how do we release the limiting beliefs? Right. That's so the that biggest we, question. And the biggest question with that is you say, okay, what if I could take that and just flip it? That idea that I'm not good enough, what if I just flip that over and say, I am good enough? And in repeating again and again, no, I am good enough. Of course I'm good enough. And start saying it in a very matter-of-fact way, it gradually replaces that old idea. Because the way I see it, like with our paradigm, there's no way we can get in that. If we could crack open the paradigm, there'd be so many thousands upon thousands of ideas about ourselves. Right. They would come out, you know, like those old cans, like a joke can, where the, the person thinks it's tennis balls, and they open the lid, and out pops one of those snake things that jumps in your face right. and it's just a coiled spring of plastic that that's, that makes everybody laugh because it's not really tennis balls in there well if we did that with our paradigm i think we'd be so overwhelmed by saying yes i understand oh gosh i forgot about that episode oh my god oh, i feel even worse that when we examine the past too much instead of just releasing it and saying you know what whatever comes up today that's what I'm going to heal. I'm going to learn to pay attention that if I feel fearful, that's a limiting belief in this moment. 
that I can now address and say, okay, let me pour some love on that. I don't have to go back and examine the thousands of times in my life that I felt I was a wallflower and that I felt I wasn't worthy of being out on the dance floor, that I couldn't dance or I had two left feet. And why would anybody ask me to dance? I don't have to remember every episode of that all through school in order to want to heal now that idea of I'm not good enough because I'm not good enough covers a lot. It's in a lot of recipes in our life. We poured it on a lot of things in life, like we had some kind of sour spice that we sprinkled on all of our experiences. And I'm not good enough. I don't deserve what I want. And so I think if we get more general with some of our limiting beliefs, instead of realizing that there's so much uh, history in our biggest ones, I think they pop up anyway. And then we can deal with them in the present with some love. And with releasing them, what I like to do when something pops up is I say, okay, I'm just going to imagine that is now coming up and out of me. It's turning into sparkling white light, and it's just dispersing on the breeze. It's no longer harming me, and it's not harming anybody else that might walk by. Okay, so um, all I can say to that is with age, because I'm up there in years is the the older you get, and I'm just saying this to help people know that you're living life, and life is going to change from when you're 16 years old to you're 66 years old, and by the time you get to 66, you're going to be free of a lot of those limiting beliefs right. that you had, and people don't realize that. They're not going to stay stuck forever. You're here to experience life so right. that you can move beyond those limiting beliefs. And that's why the law of attraction has been manifested in your life. It's because you are now recognizing that you are the one creating the good and bad in your life. Right. Exactly. And you can change it. And that's what's so miraculous about this with anyone they can change their life and change the way they think about them it just happens it's it's really a huge blessing and because with teachers like you that we can better understand what is blocking us and really before you got involved in the law of attraction did you really really think that there could be a solution to how you feel about yourself? No, absolutely not. I thought that it would take hard work, that it would take, I mean, I read stacks and stacks of books. When oh, the self, oh, when the self-help books came out in the 80s, I got them all. The women who do too much, the women who, you know, all of them. I read them and it didn't help me a bit. I would put them aside. Not one bit. And I would say, but what do I do to actually feel better about myself? How do I stop? feeling like I'm not worth anything, how do I get out of relationships that are unhealthy? And there would be, I mean, it's not that there was anything wrong with the books. I didn't know what to do with the message. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me because I was so caught up in thinking that I was the problem. It wasn't that my thinking was the problem. I was the problem. Mm. There was something inherently wrong in me and that I would somehow have to magically fix 
And I thought that I was just different from everybody else and that there was no help for me. And that's where I know a lot of people are still stuck today, no matter what their age is. If they never got over that idea that they're the the wildflower, the wallflower in high school, they're still doing it in meetings today. Like if they're in a meeting, oh, I better not share my idea. Everybody will laugh. They might be so creative and have wonderful ideas that everyone would love to hear, but they're already convincing themselves no one will want to hear what I have to offer. And so they downplay their value because they haven't learned that they've created their reality. They haven't learned the lessons that we're learning. Because the thing is, you know, I'm sure that you hear this all the time with your guests, is we are in a time of incredible transition. And what this transition time means is that most people on the planet still think the old way that we were all taught. They're still out there. Yeah, not for long. We're transforming into this new concept of living life. Right. And now with the the two Law of Attraction movies coming out and one's going mainstream, it, it's even bigger than we can yeah. imagine, the transformation that will be occurring. So the chances are of people right now, they're going to be meeting all of these people who know how to create their life. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be bumping into them. And they're going to actually, by what they're doing, influence you to become a great, great manifester. If you read this book, you are, too, going to learn how you can triumph and be that phenomenal manifester. The time is now. It's right now. It's It's not a year ago. It's coming forevermore, starting in April. We are all moving forward. But the question is, how many is going to grab onto it and use it? Right. How many is going to make their lives easier and really know the power that they possess? That's the real question. I mean, and the listeners right now are saying, that's me, that's me. I know. (laughs) That's wonderful. So I want you to go out and grab a friend who needs it, and give this book to them. Give this book to them so that they understand the principles involved, that it's not hard. They just have got to understand the new way of thinking, and it is the law of attraction. Right, and it is just a new way of thinking. It's not that you have to turn your head inside and upside down and everything (laughs) else. It's just that we realize, wait a minute, Our thinking has been upside down and backwards for most of humanity, but now this is a new, better way that actually serves us better. And it turns out that it was in all the ancient scriptures for, you know, thousands of years. I mean, we've got books that are over 100 years old, but the language of it, we didn't really get it, or they weren't books that we ever were really exposed to. Most of us are exposed to so much stuff that's just violent, or it's about good luck or bad luck, and we really didn't learn all of this. Uh, when we learned about success, it was often about work hard to get what you want. Right. And, you know, our parents and teachers gave us the best they could, what they knew. But now, what I hope is that a lot of young people are going to go to those movies. And they'll start bringing it into the home to parents who might be more stubborn about learning these things. But the young people, the teenagers, the ones who are more open to ideas. And they're going to love these movies. They're going to love it because that truth of it is going to resonate in them. And they're going to feel it in their heart and they go, 
this is what I'm here for. You know, because so many of us who have come at this time to be the teachers, to be the ones with a radio show, to be the ones making the movies, we knew it wasn't going to be that easy, but we forgot that we knew. And so we, we so, so then we kind of stumbled around in our lives. And most of us have stories that we could tell from our own lives. We go, I sure didn't understand the law of attraction. I never would have married that guy, you know, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, but then we go, but actually we were a perfect match because that's the level that I was available to at that time. That was, I didn't have self-love. So how could I attract a big love yeah. into my life? You know, we can only attract what we are and what we're emanating. And that's why I feel it's so important for us to watch out. What is it you're blessing in your life each day? What is it that you're cursing or criticizing? Because the more we criticize, the more we push away what we actually want. And then we end up with that plate of food that's not what we thought we were asking for. You know, we go and we meditate and we have our vision boards and we say, this is what I want. And then we inadvertently sabotage our dream. Because we allow our thoughts to slide back into, I'll never get it. Who am I to think I'm deserving that? You know, and we have this little mumbling going on, but it counts. The universe hears our mumbling comments to ourselves. It hears us when we say, uh, well, maybe next year I'll try again. No, try again in five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Don't, exactly. Don't wait. You know, and, and we're allowed to make errors. Gosh, I've made so many errors, even when 14 years ago, when I started my show, you make errors, but if it weren't for those errors, they're just the universe's way of pushing you into the right direction. Right. Exactly. It's just, it's, it's so miraculous if you just let go. And I wanted to ask you about surrendering because I think surrendering is a key element that we must be able to do when things are just getting so hectic and your mind's going a million miles a minute, you have to be able to surrender, let go and let this Mm -hmm. incredible universal scientifically proven power, you know, it's not, it's not religion. There is a universal power that helps you manifest your thoughts. This is scientifically documented so what what do we do how do we surrender what what's going on with that well one of the things that i think helps is just go back into the kitchen and think about putting a kettle of water on the stove to boil for tea if you put it at a very low heat you know that's gonna take a really long time to come to a boil so we usually turn up the heat and we can we can recognize that analogy and we can recognize that if we put cake batter you know put it in a pan and put it in the oven we better turn on the oven you know we can't you know we can't just walk away and expect to come back and have a beautiful cake ready to cool and frost and so when we can take ideas like that and say okay what am i doing to build more heat under my big dreams that means envisioning it happening trust that it's happening i think that part of the faith in the process is where we get that surrender when we can have faith that this is how it's working it's cooking. Those brownies in the oven, they're cooking. And we start looking for signs because I was thinking of all the times when I would put something to, to bake in the oven. And then you leave the room. You put the timer on, you leave the room. And later on, you might be in a totally different room of the house. And suddenly you smell brownies cooking. And you oh. go, ooh. And you know, you don't guess. You know 
you have full faith that when you go back to the kitchen, if you do what you're supposed to do and you get there before the timer goes off, and you're on time, and you take it out when they're done, you check it like you're supposed to, you know, put the toothpick in and make sure they're done properly, and you take it out. You don't just leave it in there to burn. You know, you don't just ignore it. You don't start worrying. You don't say, oh, my gosh, I hope my cookies, my brownies are cooking or my cookies are coming out. Okay, you don't worry, but we do that with our dreams. We don't think, oh, my gosh, it's probably not happening. And all that stress of worrying instead of trusting, it's in the oven. Go and do something else while you imagine how wonderful it's going to be. That's part of the the five-step process that I have in my book. It's a five-step recipe. And part of it is put your dream in the oven, shut the door, set the temperature, and then just go about and enjoy your life and understand it's cooking. But watch for the signs. We get signs all the time. Yeah, It's just that we don't often recognize that they're signs because we were taught to obey our logical mind and trust our logical mind. So when soft signs come to us, we tend to scoff. Like let's say um, people who are listening right now, let's say everybody's got money dreams on their manifestation list, right? So let's say you're manifesting a certain amount of money by a certain time and it's in the process and you've been meditating about it and, you know, and you've been keeping up with it and being positive about it. But this doubt just keeps sliding in because where? is the money you know you feel like you're you're watching jerry Maguire. show me the money and meanwhile though you're walking down the street and there's a penny on the sidewalk in your path and you go gee thanks a lot i'm asking for a hundred thousand and you gave me a stinking penny gee thanks and we scoff and we're annoyed and what we do in that moment is we lower our vibration down to the level of we're not going to get our big dream because we're no longer vibrating in harmony with our big dream, you know, with that manifestation amount. When instead what we would do is say, oh, my gosh, that penny is a sign. What if we celebrated those little signs and said, a penny is money. I'm manifesting money. That's a sign because it's money. That yeah. means I'm, I'm on the right track. Yay for me. I'm doing this. And we give ourselves a little pat on the back. We say, hey. You know, I'll leave it for somebody else to find. We don't have to pick up the penny. We just say, I'm going to leave that for somebody else to get their happy sign. And the same way as we notice the smell of the cake or the brownies cooking, we say, yes, it's cooking. I turned on the oven. It's going right. We didn't have to race and stand in front of the oven and watch the cooking for 35 minutes. We could believe that it was happening. And I think that trust is where it comes from, that surrendering to the process of understanding once you started it, taking the action step because and taking the action put, step, the making the recipe and putting exactly. it in there—that's the action step. Yeah, and you put so it in the oven and you put on the temperature, put it at the yeah. right temperature, set the timer. So <laughs> if you're saying I want a hundred thousand dollars by this and this date, well, what's your action step to make that happen? Too, it right. could happen magically and just pop up. Chances are you're not going to win it by the lottery. I mean, let's just get that out of the way. Especially if you don't buy lottery tickets. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) But if you do that, you have to be a little bit more specific on the action step that you need to take. Exactly. That you have to have your intuition wide open for those those hunches. Like Florence Scoville Shin calls it paying attention to your hunches. Yeah. Some people call it their intuition or that gut feeling or that sudden, I feel it as a little shove on my shoulder. 
it's almost like someone is giving me a little push. And some of the ways you feel like if you suddenly just get this urge, you know what? I'm going to go online right now and, and I'm going to look up some phone numbers of people who were doing this. You know, let's say you're wanting to open a bakery since we're talking about kitchen stuff. Yeah. Let's imagine that you're a wonderful cook and people are always praising your cakes and cookies and you decide, you know what? I'm going to open a little bakery in the neighborhood and I'm going to see also if I can uh, supply, it can be the, com the commissary for local cafes and coffee shops with my muffins and brownies and cookies. And they'll you to sit there. Well, no, you don't get to just sit there. You do need those action steps. Action steps could be sit down, make a list of what the woman or man who is opening a new store or a bakery, what kind of action steps can you imagine that person would take? Exactly. Make a list. I would start calling. Maybe I'd call a realtor. Maybe I'd look up what, what little stores are available in my area. Go look at them. See what they're like. You know, is there some other bakery that just closed? because they retired and you know all those different things that you can do look up recipes start creating recipes start thinking of the theme start thinking of a logo start being that person who already owns it who is already the owner of a bakery how does that person feel when he or she wakes up in the morning are they saying oh this is never gonna happen? no they're thinking oh my gosh i just dreamed about a new lemon poppy seed muffin i've got to go try the recipe <laughs> and so you're living in the dream and you're trusting that you're in the process of it because you know that it's it's already manifested in the metaphysical realm and now your actions are going to bring it on down to the physical realm because that's what we came here to do to imagine things and then to create them okay so there are people out there and I just know this because that's what they're going to be saying but I haven't got any money to start something I just want to bring this up when I started my radio show 14 years ago it didn't cost me a thing not one penny when I started my law of attraction radio network two years later it didn't cost me a penny because when the universe and you're in alignment with the universe it's going to happen you right. don't need to have a penny you just need to trust that it's going to happen and that later on down the road you're going to be making enough that you can afford to do it all because it's you know with advertising and everything but you know what i can well afford all of the uh expenses that's what it's all about you're growing but don't let the fact that you don't have any money stop you from achieving your dreams if anything it's going to take teach you a vital lesson right exactly because what we've done so often that that we learned in childhood also as soon as you come up with a big idea a great idea a wonderful idea that really makes you feel more alive is the first question you're taught to say is how will I do it yeah. and then you go I don't know I don't know how well instead if we focus on the dream outcome and just say I how to is gonna come to me I trust the process this is how it works law of attraction just says that all I have to do is envision the final outcome yeah. see yourself with your radio show see yourself interviewing people I bet you woke up in the middle of the night imagining you were interviewing someone 
while you were still manifesting the whole show. You were already rehearsing things in your mind, the kind of people you wanted to have on the show, the kind of show you wanted it to be, how long would it last? How often would you do it? Was it going to be once a month or once a week? Or, you know, all those ideas go flowing through you and make you feel alive. Because one of the things that we learn about the law of attraction is that if an idea comes to you and it makes you feel more alive, it means that that seed of an idea comes with everything you need to make it grow. Mm. It already comes the same way as if you got a packet of seeds at the nursery and you're going to plant some flowers in your yard or you're going to plant some tomato seeds or whatever it is you're going to plant. You know that you're not going to get an oak tree when you plant tomato seeds. <laughs> that seed, the tomato seed, had everything inside it that as long as you kept the conditions right, you right. get it the right the right soil, the right sun, the right water, the right fertilizer, as long as you made the conditions right, which is what we do with our imagination that we keep our conditions happy and healthy we don't sit out there and go oh this tomato's never going to grow there's only a sprout i know it's never going to happen and so we trust the process we go well of course it's going to grow it's too soon i just planted the seed three hours ago it's too soon for tomatoes <laughs> you know but when when it oh that brings <laughs> up a good point you know we can be so unrealistic oh i know we have no and no patience Oh, no gosh. patience at all because oh because it's something that we feel we don't really deserve. See, somewhere yeah. deep down inside, we're like, I don't really deserve to have this big whatever, you know. And I even said, get rid of the word big, and I'm using it. But for this, you know, this thing that we want on our vision board, you know, the lovely new home or the lovely romance or, or a trip or just, you know, vibrant health, whatever it is that we want to experience, more of what we've got. And somewhere deep inside, that old paradigm is still saying, Stop being greedy. Stop asking for more. Have you thought about all the people who are starving today? Are you aware how many people are hungry in the world while you just threw away your lunch mm -hmm. because you're on a diet? And so this voice comes in and starts reminding us of, oh, my gosh, how dare I ask for more? And so one of the things that I go into a lot in my book, You Were Born to Triumph, is that we were here to create more. We're here to help the universe expand by creating experiences that didn't exist before we were born. You didn't exist until you came here. You added to something that wasn't here in the universe before. That body you're inhabiting wasn't here before. Even if you look like your cousins or your sisters or your mom or anybody else in your family, the exact you was never here in the entire history of the universe until now. So we are helping the universe expand and grow and evolve. We're helping humanity evolve just by the dreams that we are dreaming mm. that didn't exist before. And the reason they couldn't have existed is we each have our own individual flavor that we add to it. We add our own spices. We add our own flavor. My idea of a beautiful day might be similar to yours because we both like the desert, but I bet they wouldn't be exact to the very oh. tiniest atom. Right. You know, they're going to be a little bit different because we're unique. We're unique individuals. Absolutely. And so I think the more that we trust in the process and just understand this is a provable system, the law of attraction works all the time, like you say, 24-7. And what we need to do is really just trust that and surrender to the idea of it. I'll follow the steps 
that it takes. You have to envision it first and make it so real to you. You can taste it like those brownies in your oven that you're smelling. They're not done yet, but you can smell them and you know they're cooking. And you trust the process because it's a chemical process. And we trust our physical senses more because we were taught to, you know, get real. Hey, it's time for a reality check. How many times have we heard that? Mm. All through our lives. And so when we look at something that we wish to manifest and we say, well, where is it? Hello? <laughs> it's not here yet, you big dreamer. Why don't you get real? You know, you know go do yeah. something where you can get some real results and stop being such a daydreamer. And, you know, we don't get a lot of support sometimes from people who don't understand this. That's when we got to give support to ourselves. Yes. Dee, Dee Wallace, um, who starred in um, the E.T. movie, she told me, and I used it all the time, she said, when you think you don't have it, just sit there and then go in the bathroom, look in the mirror and go, I got it! I yes. did it! Oh my God, it really is here! And that is an automatic vibrational uplift that exactly. it's going to put you in a different space. It's going to allow it to come in. And she was right. It works every single yes. time. You know, and we do. We have to be aware of our energy. Mm. We have to be aware. And, of course, it doesn't mean that if you're at someone's funeral, you start doing a happy dance. You know, we also know. <laughs> oh, we know thank to, you. No, no, yeah, don't do that. Know, no. we, know, we know to be appropriate. <laughs> but in our words, we can be loving. Like, even at a funeral, we can be loving. We can be the one bringing peace and calm to a stressful yes. situation. It doesn't mean sometimes people say, what do you mean you can be happy all the time? Well, it means you have this inner well of happiness that's appropriate. It doesn't mean you're giddy all the time at inappropriate times, but it means that you're centered. I always think that it's kind of like firefighters. We look to a firefighter or first responders at any emergency. We look to them to come in, to be calm, to be strong, to be serene. They don't come in crying and screaming. They come in and they calmly, with authority, take over. They, they create order out of chaos. Mm. And we admire them for that. And yet that's exactly what we do when we want to manifest what we want. We need to bring order into chaos. Focus on what we want. Imagine it's already here. Imagine it's those brownies cooking in the oven. Watch out for the signs like smelling it. You know, we already, we're already imagining tasting it. We're already imagining sharing it with a friend. You know, maybe I'll take that to work or, you know, maybe I'll have somebody over for coffee or tea. And we're already imagining these pictures in our head. And then when it's something that's physical like that, we do it so ordinarily that we don't realize we're working with the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. We have imagined those brownies already cut and on a plate. We see it in our head. They're still in the oven. But we already see it. We see ourselves picking one up after it's cool enough and biting into it. We picture it. And that's all we're saying. If it's something else, just picture yourself using it. The analogy that I give for money is none of us are, I think none of us, are really saying, I want a room stacked floor to ceiling with money. I can't even get in the room. It's so full of money. I just want to stand in the doorway and enjoy looking at it. (laughs) No. You know, we want to use it. We want money for specific things. So that if there is something that you're wanting to manifest around money, I think a kind of a softer approach that makes it easier to surrender is think instead what you're going to do. 
instead of a specific dollar amount, there's just this kind of vague dollar amount. I'm like, well, everybody wants $100,000, so I think I'll do that too. Think and say, like, chunk it down. Say, well, what if I could have a, you know, a two-week vacation and go all these places that I want to go? Get really into that vacation and to say, you know, this, this is what would please me if I had the money to do this. Mm. And, and start manifesting and that feeling will be much easier to come up with that happy feeling where you're envisioning yourself you know on that vacation enjoying it new people you might meet new foods you might try activities that you might be wanting to try out for the first time and when we make it easier to picture I think that's one of the biggest keys for us that helps with the law of attraction when we have it too vague of like well I want to be a real successful person uh, what does that look like yeah, I want to be you know, detailed. I want I want a uh, I want a happy relationship. Doing what? Imagine what you want to be doing with that person whether it's a friend or a romance you want to attract. Imagine doing things together. You know, imagine going out to eat together, or walk along and pretend they're with you and you know, chat or whatever. And the more we can make it visual to us, it it becomes easier to picture it in our mind. Once it becomes that good picture, all we have to do is keep that focus. Mm-hmm. Keep happy about it. And it has to manifest. Yes. It's, it's in the metaphysical realm. The it's strong, in the law of attraction. That is what the law there. of attraction is. But, but, but if we keep going back and forth and back and forth, then my feeling is that we're transmitting static. And the law of attraction can't get a hold of what we want. Yeah. So we just get kind of random bits and pieces of it. Like, sure, we meet a new person, but uh, yeah. not quite what we had in mind because we were never clear. So I think we have to be very clear uh, of yeah, what we're yeah. going to manifest. So uh, we are all out of time, but I want to remind everybody to go and uh, they can go to Amazon to purchase this. You were born to triumph. It is a really great book written by Evelyn Brooks. And uh, you can actually see the ad in the magazine as well. Uh, and just uh, they can go to Amazon or can they go anywhere yes. else? Yeah, it's particularly on Amazon. And also I wanted to offer one a free excerpt of the book, which is the new section in the third edition, which is all about troubleshooting when you feel you're not getting what you wanted to manifest. And they can just go to my website for that. Um, the link is evelynbrooks.com and then forward slash radio hyphen gifts. And, uh, and they'll just get, also I made a special video guided meditation all about the same thing of how do we manifest what we really desire. Because I know for a lot of people, they've got the vision board, they've got the things that they're doing, but they're feeling discouraged or stuck. And I just want to help people get unstuck so they can keep on manifesting wonderful things. Wonderful. Yeah. The future is ours. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Evelyn. I appreciate the time that you spent with us and really a great discussion on how we can really create our own lives. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jules. It was my pleasure being with you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.